You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 299. Today, you're going to discover how to unlock your team's full potential. And I lost my voice, so stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 3 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. All right, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Woodmore here. Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. I have completely lost my voice, and I'm going to tell you right now, you do not have to listen to an entire hour of me sounding like this. This is going to be really short, sweet, and to the point, and then we'll get into this. So let me explain. First of all, I'm just coming off of our three-slash-four-day event, BBD Live, and I woke up the next day, uh, and it's now been three days. My voice is gone. It's bad. It actually hurts really bad right now. So I'm keeping it really short. But if you weren't following us on stories or our friends on their stories, it was an extraordinary event. And basically, I left everything I had out on the stage there. I got a little sick after and my voice is just done. So I tried to delay a day or two to rest my voice up and it's still like this. Oh gosh. So I made a commitment earlier in the year that I was going to do a podcast every single week. And I shouldn't do one based on how my voice is. I mean, this hurts. I'm physically, it's painful just to talk. It's probably pretty painful to listen. However, I operate from integrity in my life, which means if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. My commitments are important to me. And I'll say something. We did some exercises that asked people to like be in integrity and commitment. And there's a lot of people that still weren't at the event. A lot of people who didn't do the assignments that they said they were going to do, or people said they'd come in on time and they weren't. And it's very funny because people wonder why they're not growing or they don't have results. You know, we teach by example here. And number one, it's not even a decision. Should I do an episode or not? That never crossed my mind. I'm, well, I guess I won't do one. Well, you know, here's an excuse because life's going to always throw you reasons so that you can make an excuse. Instead, what I've trained myself to do is say, how can I still get an episode out there? We operate from possibility. And that's when I reach out to my team and they said, what if we created this week's episode? And that's exactly what they're going to do. And it's kind of like an inception episode because they really stepped up to support me in this episode for you. And they step up every single day. They stepped up at our live event. And that's what they're going to talk about is what I've done and what they've done in the business to create a powerful culture, a strong vision, and how we've collectively helped tap into each other's full potential. So you're just about done hearing my painful voice. (laughs) And I'm going to introduce you now to a good group of members of my team. And I'm just like so proud and honored to bring them to you and have them share from their perspective. And hopefully it'll offer something for you no matter where you're at in your business right now. 
And hopefully this is also a lesson in demonstrating commitment and integrity. All right, I'm going to go have a lozenge or something. Let's roll that first clip. Hey guys, it's Jilly. You may remember me from a couple of episodes of the Mind Your Business podcast. I'm back. And if you don't know me, I'm James's integrator and Team One More and I have a special episode for you. We are so excited to bring this episode to you because we've actually been talking about doing this for a while because this is one of the number one questions we as members of Team One More get asked. And that question is, how do I find a team member like you guys? And how has James managed to create a high-performing team like ours? Because as you will find out, none of us had much experience in what we are doing today. And we love this question because we take a lot of pride in the work that we do. But the reality is that many people want a team like ours, but not many people know how to be a leader like James. And that's the key. And even though our team, all the members of our team are all naturally talented in their own ways, James's ways of being has enabled us to grow into a better versions of ourselves, both professionally and personally. And in this episode, we want to talk about exactly that. What are some of the ways of being that James demonstrates that has enabled us to flourish so that others can embody this as they grow their teams? And I want you to know that even if you don't have a big team like ours, we have about 10 people in office and about 25 total, including coaches and VAs. But even if you don't have a big team like ours, maybe you just have one team member or you're even looking to hire your first VA overseas, this episode is still relevant for you. Because in order to, tra- to attract A players onto your team, you have to be an A leader. And the sooner you start being the leader that gets the best out of others, the sooner your vision will become a reality. But before I go into what I think makes James a great leader, and then we'll hear from the rest of the team, let me tell you a little bit about me for context. I've been working for James for almost four and a half years. I like to say I'm the original member of what is now hashtag Team Wedmore, and I wasn't originally hired as an integrator. Believe it or not, I was actually hired as Chelsea, James's fiance at the time's personal assistant. We're talking 10 hours a week running errands. Oh, and by the way, this all happened from a Craigslist ad. <laughs> Can you believe that? And uh, But it all worked out. We were all born and raised in Laguna Beach, so we had a connection from the start, and both of us were planning a wedding at the time. And yes, I am married to our director of customer success, Josh Sedano. And I always wanted to be a personal assistant, so I really felt like it was meant to be, and this was my dream job. But before being hired, I had just quit my job of eight years working for my dad's state farm insurance agency, where I was selling and servicing home and car insurance policies. I felt super burnt out, and I definitely wasn't looking for a serious job. In fact, I was just starting to drive for Uber back when there was like no female Uber drivers. So needless to say, I had zero experience or any kind of knowledge of this online world. I mean, I had never even heard of a webinar, funnel, or anything like that. But James luckily saw potential in me and early on began grooming me into the launch manager and integrator I am today. And his leadership has literally changed my life and I'm so grateful. So let's get into it. You see, I'm always learning from his example. But the number one characteristic I look up to is his level of commitment. 
James is the most committed person I have ever met. Don't believe me? Ask Jim Fortin. He said the same thing. This is demonstrated in everything that he does. And I'm going to list a few of those things here. He has committed to elevating his role as the digital CEO of our company, freeing him up to spend as much time as possible in his zone of genius, which is facilitating breakthroughs for entrepreneurs. And this occurs through coaching calls, live events, this podcast, and our videos. He even encourages us to elevate our roles as well. From day one, he was encouraging me to processize and delegate so that I could work on the things that I love doing and what was in my zone of genius. I think that is one of the things that makes Team Wedmore such a force. We are all managers and committed to elevating our roles on a daily basis. We are all responsible for a metric, but we are all encouraged to stay high level and outsource as much as possible. And this is only made possible by watching James on a daily basis continue to elevate his role. He is 100% committed to his values and his actions. He is a guy who practices what he preaches and inspires others through his actions. And us on his team are those who are directly inspired on a daily basis by him. Hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for success. He demonstrates that on a daily basis and makes sure that we're living that way too. He has fun every day. He goes to the beach, plays with his nephew, travels, prioritizes self-care, and doesn't take life too seriously. When it's a busy season, like a launch or prepping for a big live event like we just had, he checks in with us and even sets up self-care days for us to make sure we are resting and take the time off that we need. He's even set up things like Reiki sessions for some of us because he obviously does all the woo-woo stuff and more, of course. And we're lucky enough that he passes so much of that to us. I know many of us, including me, had no clue about the world of manifesting, law of attraction, crystals, all the things. But James is always sharing with us what he's learning. For example, he'll do intention setting exercises with us. He's put me under hypnosis, taught us how to use angel cards, crystals, and so much more. He's also committed to us loving what we do and living our best lives. And he gives us all the tools to do exactly that. Because of this, I'm now clear on the vision I have for my life. And I've manifested all sorts of cool experiences because of the things he has taught me and the commitment I have made to becoming the best version of myself following his example. In a very practical day-to-day sense, James is committed to being our company core values. The most important one being integrity. Integrity is the ultimate commitment, am I right? Being your word to yourself and others. Before working with James, I'd never given integrity much thought. I had never even considered self-integrity. But having integrity as a way of being can completely transform your life. Regardless of what your company core values are, Are you being them? Are you committed to embodying them? Because if you aren't, how can you ever expect your team to be? And James lives this way as well. So are you showing up as the committed leader to your audience, but most importantly, your team? Here's a couple of other additional ways that I think demonstrate commitment. Leading with service, regardless of how many people are listening or watching. Being solution-oriented. Seeing lessons instead of failures. Being future-oriented instead of living in the past or being hard on yourselves for things out of your control. So what are you committed to? What's one thing that you know that you need to do that if you knew you just committed to every day for the next 90 days, that it would get you that much closer to your goal? I challenge you to take one step closer towards that commitment 
today and every day moving forward. All right, now let's hear from the rest of the team. Hey everybody, I just wanted to quickly introduce myself and then we can get into the ways of being that make a difference for digital CEOs like yourself. Uh, my name is Josh Adenio and I am the Director of Customer Success at Team Wedmore. If I had to sum up my job in one line, it's that I'm responsible for everything that happens after the sale, which would be like all of fulfillment, all customer experience. And that includes things like overseeing our live events, customer support, any paid content, and managing the head coaches for our business by design and next level programs. Before I get into my story with James, I think it's important to briefly mention where I started because I think it's important to know for digital CEOs who are currently hiring and that may be you listening now, but before I joined Team Wedmore, I never would have thought in a million years that I would work in marketing. But ever since I was a kid, one of my core drivers has always been helping others. It's always really given me a big sense of purpose, fulfillment, and happiness in my life. And I stumbled around in a few service-based industries before I was hired by James, and I never really found home until I joined Team Wedmore. And it didn't become my home because I was like some marketing wizard with tons of previous experience. It's not something I ever studied in college. It's not something I was ever around growing up. It's not even something that first came to mind when I thought about opportunities to help people. However, what I did have was the right attitude. My personal values aligned with the vision of the business. And I had a willingness to constantly step outside my comfort zone. I also, which was provided by James and which should be provided by the digital CEO, is he created an environment that really allowed me to grow within the business. And as a result, I've been able to create some of the most impactful and transformational live experience for our customers that James's business has ever had. Hashtag BBD Live. And so if you are a digital CEO that's looking to hire, I would say that you should just be looking for qualities like having aligned values with your vision, the right attitude, and just willing to be and wanting to give to something that's bigger than yourself. Especially with things these days like Kajabi and all these softwares out there that are making tech like so freaking easy, experience is something that I really think is becoming less and less necessary. It's really about just finding the right person if it's your first hire or finding the right people if you have like a bit of a larger team. And then it's really up to you, the digital CEO, to kind of cultivate an environment within your business in which like your team members can grow and thrive. And I get this could all sound a little airy. And so I like to kind of ground it with you today with a little experience that I had with James that I'd like to share with you guys. It's a story of James exercising, letting go of control within his business. And like, I know you've probably heard that a thousand times before, right? Let go of control. It's probably becoming really cliche, especially listening to this podcast is probably coming really cliche at this point. But let me ask you, like, I know you're listening to it, but are you truly living it? I mean, have you actually hired anyone yet? Or did you skip over that module in BBD maybe? Are you giving your team 
projects to be responsible for, or are you kind of just giving them to-do lists? As a digital CEO, are you really spending your time in the revenue-generating activities? And if you have hired a team, that's awesome, good for you, but are you actually letting them make mistakes, letting them learn the lessons and giving them room to grow, or whenever they're about to make a crucial mistake, are you jumping in last minute to kind of save the day? And listen, I'm not trying to condemn anybody here or say anyone's doing anything wrong. All I'm saying that is if you aren't already, these might be some good questions to start asking yourself. Because that's what I've seen make the biggest difference between six and seven figure digital CEOs like James and many struggling entrepreneurs. It's that he actually lives and takes action on what he's learned. He practices what he preaches, such as letting go of control. <laughs> and so for him, I don't see it as so much as a concept, you know, he actually lives it, does it, experience it and applies what he's learned from courses, from books, from podcasts, from mentors, from coaches. And he actually puts that into action inside his business. So if you're a digital CEO or if you're any other kind of leader training leaders out there, there needs to be a point when you let go of the reins. James loves to use the example of letting go of the wheel, of the driver's seat of the bus, and actually being okay with them crashing the bus too. And so I want to share a specific example, a specific situation in which James exercised letting go of control with me to really make this real and really kind of ground this for you guys. So this goes back to about a year ago. It was exactly one day before our Inner Circle Mastermind retreats. In this Inner Circle Mastermind group, this is made up of our most VIP clients who pay roughly $30,000 a year to be a part of this group. And they were currently flying. They're on their way. They're coming from everywhere around the world to come attend this retreat. The only problem was the retreat venue that we had had a retractable roof. And it just so happened to be a super rainy and super stormy day. <laughs> and as a result, there was literally water leaking and pouring into the main venue space right in the middle of the room where all the masterminders were going to sit, right where the AV and the screens and all the music and speakers were going to be. And for those of you that know the weather in California, it literally almost never rains here. But on this particular day, it was freaking windy and it was freaking pouring. Can you imagine that? I was honestly, for me, I was feeling a lot of embarrassment and shame. I'm like, our customers, our people are paying 30K for this program. And this is the type of experience they're going to get, like a cold, wet and rainy room. It's kind of scary and crazy, right? So this is what I kind of like to call an event planners or a production manager's worst nightmare. So what was key for me being able to step into my responsibilities and resolve the problem at hand was kind of the way that James and the digital CEO like you should handle the entire situation. Because you see, James created an environment in which I really feel comfortable and I really feel like it's okay to fail. Because I did fail here, this was my venue choice. And he allowed me to fail without yelling at me. He didn't get really reactive. He actually didn't really freak out about the situation at all. And that's kind of what was responsible in my eyes for a lot of good things that snowballed and happened after that. Because years ago, James trained me, whenever you have a problem to bring to me, 
don't come to me unless you have three possible solutions. So that's what I did. We jumped on a Zoom call real quick and I presented my three solutions to James. The first one was how we can make the current venue work and kind of like utilizing the space and the areas of the venue that weren't wet. Solution number two was another hotel in town that had the availability and space we needed, but it honestly wasn't quite to the quality level that I kind of desired and envisioned for our customers. And solution number three was using a different venue in town that we had previously used for Business by Design Live. And so at the end of the Zoom call, after I presented my three solutions, he said, in quotes, sounds good. I'm okay with whatever you decide. So he really just put the responsibility right back on me and gave me full control of the decision and really what would happen next, what would happen with the mastermind. And by doing so, he truly exercised letting go of control. He allowed me the space to take control of responsibility for not only causing the problem, but he also empowered me to resolve the problem instead of kind of like he could have just jumped in my way to fix everything. And so I ended up choosing solution number three, and it was the venue that we had previously used at Business by Design Live. Why did I choose that? It's because I was able to leverage my relationships. It was a venue we had worked with before. You know, I really liked them. They really liked us. They had availability. And it was a nice enough venue that warranted a 30K experience. And I was able to secure it at a pretty low cost. I was also able to coordinate a new AV setup with our production team. I was able to get the original venue to coordinate all the food and beverage since we already paid for it. So they actually delivered all the food and beverage to the new venue at no additional cost. And lastly, it was less than a mile away from the original venue. So it was super easy to transport our mastermind members quickly and easily from one venue to the other. And so just overall, I knew it was the best choice because it would result in the best experience for our members. Even to the point like we're actually after we moved, some of the mastermind members came up to me and shared with me that the new space that we moved to was actually even more impactful and inspiring than the original venue. So I thought that was really cool. So that some of them actually thought it was even better. And so none of that would have been possible if James didn't let go of control and empower me to make decisions and so I can fully step into my role. And this is just one example I'm using here. James, as a digital CEO, just like you, continues to practice this on a daily basis with not only me, but he's doing this with all the other team members as well. And so I truly believe if you're not leaving room for grace with your team, your team is going to be more likely to make mistakes. And you fixing their mistakes yourself is only going to get in the way of their growth. And if you're always getting in the way of their growth, of course, they're never going to perform at the high level you want them to. And I'm also not saying that it's easy to let go of control because, listen, I truly get it. I'm a detail-oriented perfectionist myself. What I am saying is that I've seen it being a huge factor between those that are successful and those who are overworked and underpaid. So I just wanted to provide some food of thought for you digital CEOs listening. Are you truly letting go of control in your business or is it simply still a concept for you? Hey, my name is Sarah Brown and 
Uh, my background before working for Team Wedmore was actually in the food and beverage space. So no prior experience working in the digital marketing industry whatsoever. About four years ago, I picked up a job as a Starbucks barista. I was working there for a little while. I actually ended up moving up to a shift supervisor. And that was the fun time. But I was living in LA and I really wanted to move. And so I actually just moved a little bit more south to Orange County. And I decided to become a bartender. So I was bartending at two different locations. I was bartending at this really trendy beer garden. And then I also picked up a job at a brewery. And because I'm a rock climber, I actually then decided to pick up a front desk job at my climbing gym. So I was juggling about three jobs before working for Team Wedmore. And fun fact, that's actually kind of how I got my job. Or not kind of, it's how I got my job working for Team Wedmore. So one day I was working shift at my climbing gym. And at the time, I had this coworker that was working for James for a little bit. And he had referred me to Team One More. And I started out as Jilly's assistant. And slowly but surely, I had this opportunity to step into the production manager role. Since Josh, if you guys know Josh, he is now the director of customer success. But before that, he was the production manager. So he was managing all the live in-person events. But since he was stepping up, there was an opportunity for me to step into his old role. So that's what I do now for Team One More. So I run all of our live in-person events. I absolutely love it. We just finished up our last event, BBD Live. And it was my first 600-person event. I absolutely loved it. It was so much fun, so many moving parts, so many things to manage. But ultimately, I got to create this really, really awesome experience for our members. And I think that's kind of what's really cool about working for James is he wants us to love what we do. And he wants us to love our role. In a leader, I think it's important that when you're having a team and you are giving them certain tasks and you're giving them certain responsibilities, it's important that your team members love what they do. And I think James has this really cool gift of figuring out what people on our team's superpower is. So he already can tell that I really liked, you know, making chaos into order. I loved processes and I loved creating processes, but I also had this. I just loved seeing like the big picture. So when I picture an event, I think of like, ultimately, what is the end goal for an event? And he really saw this opportunity for me to step into that. And I think a huge part of me also loving the events is because I was so used to working jobs that were super hands-on and on my feet. And if you've ever seen me working at an event, like I am on my feet (laughs) running around and doing all sorts of things. So I really, really love working events because I get to create these really awesome experiences and I get to be more hands-on and it's just really great. And I think James, he really wants us to love what we do in our roles. I think when you have people on your team that don't love what they're doing, either one or two things will happen. I think one, one thing that could happen is if you have someone on your team that's working a certain role that they don't love, they may put a lot of effort into it and they get the job done, but eventually it could turn into burnout. Or there's the opposite where you give them tasks and roles that they don't like and they don't put 100% 
effort into those roles. So I think it's really, really important that you figure out your team members' personality type and what they like and what they're interested in and asking them what they're interested in, which I think James is so, so good at, is he really asks us how we feel about the roles and he follows up with them. So he had checked in with me at the three-month mark of me being the production manager and was asking how I was liking it. And I remember telling him, like, this is what I want to do. I want to learn more. I want to get better. And that's such a good place like to be in, I guess, because then your team member takes ownership of that role. And when they take ownership of a role, then they, you know, they believe and catch on to your vision that they have for the role. So I think James is just super, super good at that. He's good at finding what we like. And another thing that I think is really awesome about that is then when, you know, your team members take ownership of what they do, and then they do a really, really good job at what they do or whatever responsibility they have. James has this, I guess he's really, really good at giving us credit for what we do and acknowledging us for, you know, what we do a good job at. So I think as a leader, when you make sure your team member is doing something they love and also giving them credit for when they do a good job, you're giving them the opportunity to really like want to do even more for you and want to do more for the company. And have purpose in that. And I think that's why our team lives on purpose as a core value, because when we live on purpose, we're being intentional with every decision we make and every move we make. And it's, you know, one of the biggest reasons why I love working for James and I love working with a team of people who all love their job and love what they do. It's honestly, you know, one of the best environments to work in because it's a thriving environment. Hello, my name is Jasmine Shea, and I am a Team Wedmore Next Level Head Coach. And before I joined Team Wedmore, I was pretending like I was working in the online space. I primarily was selling electronic cookbooks through my Instagram and also traveling, doing cooking workshops. I also briefly owned a cookie business. So that was everything I was doing prior to joining Team Wedmore, which now I am a head coach for. But there's been a little bit of an evolution. So how was I hired? So I was selling electronic cookbooks and my previous life, if you will, before that was in human resources. And it got to the point with my cookbooks and my cooking workshops where I just didn't feel like I had a strong really a strong vision for my future and what that looked like for my business because it was sell cookbooks and then what? So I started looking on Craigslist. I said, maybe I need to go back and get a job. So there was part of, I think I need a job, but also part of, you know, I really want to be in an environment where I am surrounded by others and I love ideas. I love creating ideas and sharing ideas. So I started looking for a job and I found an assistant job for $13 an hour on Craigslist. It was in Laguna Beach in the office. So I applied and I went there, had no idea who James Wedmore was. I was Googling him and oh man, his website at that time I can't even describe it. I had no idea what he did or who he was from Googling him. So that was about three years ago, I would say. So anyways, I'm in the office. I get my interview. I remember, I think I even saw some protein powder on a shelf and I was like, 
oh man, what are they selling here? What am I getting wrapped into? Are they going to try and sell me some supplements? What is this? But it was that moment and that decision to ultimately join Team Wedmore, the opportunity to join Team Wedmore that truly changed the trajectory of my life. So I also feel the evolution of how my role evolved into becoming a head coach really paints the picture for what I wanted to talk about, which is personal growth and how James continually inspires us and me to learn and grow and create an environment that supports growth. And that's really evident in my entire journey with Team Wedmore because it changed. And spoiler alert, there was a moment that I quit and completely left the team. So here I was, Craigslist, got the assistant job, and I was sitting in the office and some of my roles were to change out links inside Business by Design. And this was a very big change. I have a master's degree and had my own business, have my own business, but here I was doing these little tasks. But it were those moments that it wasn't about the task I was doing. And it was really about observing James and truly just observing this leader creating this energetic environment. I don't even know how else to explain it. It was this this container for growth. And it was every single moment that he cultivated that. Even if I was on the computer, working inside Business by Design, changing images, resizing them, formatting inside the course, there was always James leading us, keeping service at the forefront and progression and learning and growth, regardless of what we were doing. So there's a very specific example what I was of what I was doing in the office. And I will tell you, I really soaked all that up. As I mentioned, I was not just changing out links. I was observing and absorbing and receiving who James was being. And yes, many of much of that was through conversations, but also just what he provided as a leader. And I will share specifics to that. But I say that and share the the woo-woo-ness, which I have now learned that term from James, because that's what truly made the difference. It wasn't the tasks I was doing. It wasn't our organizational structure. It wasn't the desk that I had or that he bought us lunch every day, which was really cool. It was who he was being and this vision he was always working towards. And I received that wholeheartedly because of who he was being so much so that I started to realize that I could impact the world so much more. So here I was in the office working towards James's vision, which I did and do feel so strongly. But because of everything I was learning and who he was being, I then got an idea. I got an idea for a membership site. And I founded that, got the idea, created it in about three weeks. It's called Your Dinner is Planned. And I decided I wanted to go all in on that because I saw him going all in on his vision and who he was being and how much he encouraged me to elevate my personal growth beyond just the tasks I was doing that I wanted to go all in and have that same impact in in the world and really empower the way people are valuing their health. And Yes, that empowerment and that inspiration, that vision, that's what I gained from working in the office, not because of the task, but because of who he was being. So I quit. I said, I want to go all in. 
on this membership site, but more so on my vision. And I was, I was scared to tell him, but that vision was stronger because I saw him working towards his vision and his vision was always stronger than anything else that came out for us. So I quit. I went in and said, Hey, because you've encouraged me to grow so much, I quit. And you know what? I actually frequently hear entrepreneurs say, well, how can I hire someone and then train them all these amazing things? And then what if they quit? What if they leave me and then I have to do everything all over again? And from observing James, that thinking is intrinsic thinking. And that's okay. We want to protect ourselves and we want to feel safe. But it was never about that for James. It was never, well, what if they leave? It was about how can I build this person up to be the absolute strongest that they are to fully tap into their potential and to see what it's like to become their higher selves. And you'll hear from many others on this podcast who are in the office still. It's not about quitting or about starting your own membership site. It's about working towards that vision. So I quit and I actually attended a BBD live event, a business by design live event, just as an attendee. I had attended so many over the past couple of years working for Team Wedmore. And I said, I just want to go soak it up now that I have my own business. Yeah, I just want to be there and learn. So I arrived and I remember specifically going backstage and telling James, hey, hello, I'm here. And at that moment, he said, hey, you want to be a next level head coach? And I learned to um, always say yes to things that James suggests. So I said, yes. I had no idea what that meant, but James had shown me what it was like to follow my intuition and really tap into that and say yes to those environments that will truly elevate my growth. So I said, yes, I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea what that looked like. I went through a lot of thinking during that is, am I letting go of this business? I already decided to go all in on. It's like, I already quit. Now I'm getting sucked back into team Wedmore. (laughs) But I said yes. And from that moment, still now I am working from home, working on my own business, but also growing, continually growing by being that coach. And through what James continually provides us coaches through neuro-linguistic programming training and coaching and us coaching each other and receiving coaching from James, I know for certainty that the level that I can impact our clients, James's next level members, the level that I can impact them is directly correlated to my own personal growth. And the more I grow and the more I experience things and try them and do the exact same things that we are asking our members to do, the more impact we can make. And that's because James set that example. And to give a very specific example, I was trying to think of a time that he said this to me, but I don't even think he said this to me. It's because he was embodying this and it's what he always led with. And that was and is that our learning should never be limited to resources, to access to resources or to the resources that we are providing. And that stuck with me from the moment I joined. James was always saying, whatever you need anything you need. You need to learn how to do this. You need extra support. Anything you need that will be provided to you. And because James is continually being that CEO that is showing us and demonstrating that 
our learning and our growth is not limited to what we currently have in front of us. That's our, that's our current map of the world. And James always coaches us that it's about expanding that map. We are operating from what we know on our current map. And that's just a perception. And that is not reality. So we went from learn all the things. You can learn anything, anything you need. But that being reciprocated and how I received it was we can create our own realities. If I want to learn more things, then I just be resourceful in, in finding resources and tap into new resources and new ways of me trying on ways to be. And it's fun. It's like an experiment seeing James step into this incredible higher self of himself. And I'm like, wait, why not me too? And that started with me working in the office as an assistant and by him demonstrating what it means to continually pursue that personal growth. And it wasn't a specific resource that he even provided me. It was just this idea that anything is possible 100% of the time. And it was by who he was being, every single action that he was doing. If he didn't know how to move forward or if we were pivoting in a launch, no matter what it was, it was how he chose to respond in that moment and how he was always working and is how he always is working from that bigger vision. And this makes me emotional um, because of all of that and so much more, James has really changed my life. And I now know that I and we were powerful and seeing that anything is possible 100% of the time allows me to be that vehicle and hold that space for others who may have been where I was, where I thought it was just about, you know, doing and achieving things and taking things off of my task list, but it became so much more. And that's because of who James was being and what an opportunity we, now that I have my team and am also an next level coach, but what an opportunity to recognize that it's more than just the learning and the how-to and our content, but it really is about who we are being and what container of growth we are creating for every single person around us. And James has changed my life. Thank you, James. Hi, my name is Evie and I am the social media manager and copywriter for our team. And prior to joining Team Wedmore, I had graduated about three months earlier and I had a degree in communications. And during the entirety of my college career, everyone had told me, get a degree in communications. It's so broad, you can do anything. And that was exciting to me because I had the full intention of joining marketing and advertising once I graduated. And so I finally graduated and started applying for jobs in marketing and advertising. And I was having zero luck. And after a few months of applying and getting no bites, I decided that if I couldn't get a job in the field that I wanted right now, 
that in the meantime, I could be an assistant in a field for something that I was really passionate about and loved, which is writing and reading. And so I decided to look for jobs in publishing as an assistant instead um, in the meantime so that I could at least be doing something and surrounded by something that I really genuinely loved so much. And so once I changed my search from marketing and advertising to publishing, that's when I stumbled upon Level 5 Publishing and I got an interview with them and I went to an open house that they were having and the Level 5 Publishing was in fact Team Wedmore and was the literal industry that I had been trying for so long to break in and I finally found my way in through our amazing team. And so, like I mentioned earlier, my current role is social media management and copywriting. And social media management is primarily Instagram for me. I'm all over the grams. I'm rolling out content and connecting with people on there and growing our following and making sure our engagement is up. And for some Facebook things, tinkering with Pinterest. And for copywriting, I have recently been doing copy for our affiliate launches. And that has been so amazing and so incredible because I love writing and I get to do it for work every single day. And it is so fulfilling. And so this episode is obviously all about how to be a good leader. And James is just the literal embodiment of an incredible leader. And so I'm really excited to talk about a couple of ways that he has in turn taught me how to be a good leader too. And so the first thing that I wanted to address is that James not only welcomes mistakes, but he encourages them, especially when it is an opportunity to learn, to test, and it involves us individually or as a team taking risks. And so an example of this for me is I joining Team Wedmore, I considered myself very type A. I came onto the team and I wanted someone to tell me exactly what they wanted so that I could do it and clear guidelines, easy to understand parameters so I could give it to them exactly how they wanted it delivered. And I learned very quickly that that is not how our team works. There are no clear guidelines and it's on purpose because it's our job to decide how we feel a task would best be done. And so when James told me in about December of last year that I was going to be social media manager, I had had no prior experience. I had no idea what I was doing. And he and Diana, our podcast manager, who was also previously the social media manager, handed over the password and the username to me. And we're like, here you go. Good luck. And I was terrified. But I knew that James had trust in me and knew that I was so capable of running this account. And so I went ahead and with having no idea what I was doing, all I could really do was test. And so we had guidelines for how we've been posting content before. And I was sticking to those for a while. But I knew that there had to be bigger and better ways to grow our following faster. And so I started experimenting with content that we hadn't posted before. And that's when I started posting memes, meme videos. Oh my gosh, they perform so well on our account. And I started posting a lot of shareable quotes and quotes of our own in a specific format that people love and are highly shared. 
And so the more that your content is shareable, the more people are going to be attracted to your page. And so by testing out this new content that has proven to just be high in engagement and people adore and they share it has in turn grown our Instagram following 80% in 10 months and has made me confident and feel good and own my role. And that's all because I wasn't afraid to make a mistake. And trust me, there were times when I posted something on Instagram and you know, when you have like over 60,000 followers and a photo gets like 400 likes, you know, like (laughs) it completely tanked. And we have weekly meetings where we talk about our metrics and if we hit, you know, the goals that we have for ourselves. And there have definitely been weeks where, you know, I was in front of the entire team and I told them we had this post and it completely just tanked. And it's just, I can literally just every single time that's happened, I can see James's face when I tell him that a post didn't do well. And he just smiles at me and he just says, you know, like, I'm just glad that you're experimenting. And it's so encouraging to know that I'm not going to be punished or shamed for just, you know, in the name of trying to grow our company, experimenting with things that could potentially work makes me more inclined to take risks that could really pay off. And so that has really just been amazing and grown me so much as not only the social media manager in my role, but just personal development as well. And so welcoming mistakes is just so crucial in being a great manager. The second thing that I wanted to address is that James has complete trust in us and never micromanages us. This really ties into the welcoming mistakes because when I did take over social media and even when I started writing copy, James was never like intently watching me over my shoulder. He would, in some cases, if I didn't know how to do something at all, like something he knew was just like a task that was huge, he would show me how to do it once And then I would take it over and create it into a process and either I would do it myself or I would hand it off to a VA. And so when I ended up taking over my current role that I have now, and I had had no previous experience, had no idea what I was doing, I was terrified. I was so scared that I wouldn't be able to do it as well as Diana had and that we're going to lose all of our followers and our account was going to go into flames and, you know, all the things. And James had complete confidence in me running the account and his trust and confidence in me made me in turn feel confident and trust myself. And it really made me own my role. You know, nothing productive really ever comes out of making people feel like they constantly have somebody watching their every move. Having the space and being given the space by James to just make my own decisions and be able to experiment and like grow into my role has made me feel like I'm unstoppable. It's made me trust him. It's made me trust my team and having him foster trust in us makes us all trust each other. We're just like a well-oiled machine at this point. Doubt and uncertainty aren't what fuel results. It's trust 
and reassurance to your team of that trust that creates exponential results in your business. James's confidence in me in running my role, and this isn't confidence and trust that was built over time. And of course, like relationships and trust is strengthened over time. But I'm telling you, when I joined Team Wedmore and I was so scared and terrified to be doing these new things, that was immediately replaced with trust and love and support from James and our team. And at that point, there was no room for fear and doubt to have any place in my head. Because when your entire team and your boss have complete unwavering faith in you, it's really hard to not have unwavering faith in yourself and your abilities. And with this newfound confidence in myself and just no presence of fear anymore, I've been able to hire three VAs to work under me to create incredible content for our social media at higher level. It is produced at a higher rate and it increases our following, which in turn drives people to the podcast, our courses, all the things. And I am a completely 100% different person since joining our team. I am now writing emails for affiliate launches that produce over multiple six figures, which is something that I never thought that anyone would ever have enough trust in me to put me in a position like that. And now it's something that just feels so easy. Trusting myself isn't something that I have to work at anymore. It's something that is just naturally felt at this point because it's been given to me for so long now. And it feels amazing. Before working with our team, I just was scared to ever take risks because I wanted to stay cookie cutter and stay the road well-traveled and well-known so that I didn't mess up. But now, because of James, I welcome mistakes and I've learned to laugh at them and know that I made a mistake this round. It happens. I'm going to let it go and not hold on to it so that the next time around, I know what I'm doing and the results are going to be 10 times better. And it's going to in turn just grow our team and personally help me grow as an individual. And that's incredible. And I really just cannot thank James enough for giving me the space to learn things on my own and become such a stronger and confident person because of it. Hi there, how are you? My name is Diana Tabatabai. And before joining Team Wedmore, I actually have had eight different jobs and I have done a lot of different things like sales, traditional marketing, finance, and accounting. I have a background in accounting and business management, but I had never worked in internet marketing. And my current position is that I am the podcast manager for the Mind Your Business podcast. And I was hired in a kind of funny way. I actually was hired through Craigslist. And before even knowing that I was applying to Team Wedmore, I actually was a very avid listener of the Mind Your Business podcast, which is so funny that I actually ended up being the podcast manager for that very podcast that I used to listen every single day and that inspired me so much. 
So I found a post in Craigslist that said that they were looking for an executive assistant and that it was flexible schedule. And I thought, how perfect. And at that moment, I was living in Laguna and also the job was in Laguna. So it was perfect. I applied and then I realized that it was Tim Wedmore and it was crazy because I had been admiring behind the scenes and kind of like lurking into everybody in the team's account and like James's account and just admiring from the sidelines everything that they were doing. And I was like dreaming sort of like here and there of being able to be a part of this team. So there's a lot more details to that story, but basically that's a summary. And I actually love the topic of this episode because as I was saying, I have working a lot of different jobs, nine different jobs in 16 years. And several of those companies actually have been very well-known companies like Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, Ernst & Young, and other companies that were really big. And I have never, ever experienced any leader that have been able to create such an amazing work environment as James has been able to create. When I see what is the difference that makes James being able to create a work environment and a team culture as we have that all of my bosses or my leaders have never been able to create is that it comes down to the characteristics that he has, his ways of being, and also certain like actions that he takes in order not only to attract the best people, but also to keep them, you know, because one thing is that you actually, you know, like a good company can attract really good people. But if the work environment and, you know, and your boss, is not something that you admire that you can learn from and the work environment is not something that you like, you know, most likely you're going to leave, you know? So I think it's, there's two parts of it is how to attract people, but also how to keep them happy. And I feel like that's something that he has been able to create. And I agree with many of the things that my other teammates, you know, I think one more have mentioned, and I have examples of most of the things that they have mentioned, but I'm going to talk about a couple of them that I think I have seen that have helped to create the amazing environment that we have and that have enabled all of us to grow into the best version of ourselves, not only professionally, but also personally. The first way of being from James that I want to talk about is the fact that he never, ever takes anything for granted, anything that we do, even if it's our responsibility. I remember this so clearly. It was like my first or second week working at Team Wedmore, and I was working really hard <laughs> because I actually had never in my life run a social media account. And even though the position was assistant, you know, they wanted to give me a lot of different things to see what I liked. So one of those things was uh, managing James's Instagram account. And I had never done anything such as that before. So I was just trying to figure everything out. And I remember that he was like, always, always look at me working and say, hey, thank you so much for all the work that you're doing. Hey, thank you so much for staying like staying late. Let's go rest. You know, he was like very appreciative and he has always been very appreciative for the work that we all do. And he never takes anything for granted. He always acknowledges us and shows us all gratitude for the work that we do. And again, even if it's our responsibility, he still, you know, is very grateful for what we do. And I think that's very important. 
Then the second thing that I want to talk about is how he genuinely cares for us as people, as humans, you know, like a lot of companies, I feel like they just consider you almost like a, a little machine, you know, you're just working and whatever, you know, and if you have any like problems or issues or anything that is going on in your personal life, you should like just, you know, leave it at your house and never take it to the office. And I agree, you know, that it's not ideal to obviously have like an emotional breakdown at the office, you know, but he's always asking us how we're doing, how we're feeling, if we have, you know, if there's anything going on, if we're having any challenges or difficulties at work or in our personal lives. And if for any reason, you know, there's something that is challenging us in our personal life, he is totally open to helping us and coaching us and giving his advice and just like helping us in any way he can to overcome anything that is happening to us. You know, so I think that's like, that speaks to how he really genuinely cares for us as human beings, you know, like if we were his family, not just somebody that works for him, you know, and that makes us all just obviously, you know, more motivated and inspired to work harder because we know that we are truly appreciated. And then I know I said that I was gonna talk about only a few things, like two things, but I actually have a few more things that I want to say. Another thing I want to share that I think is important is that he is always, just like Jilly mentioned, he's always learning, you know, but something that is absolutely amazing about James that other leaders should try to emulate is that he's always, always, always sharing everything that he learns with us. You know, he never keeps anything for himself. And I have experienced a lot of these, especially because as part of Team Wedmore, I am not only a podcast manager, but I am also a head coach for our BBD members. And he has been, you know, continuously learning more and more coaching techniques and things that he has immediately shared with us. So he never, never keeps anything for his own, you know, and he's always sharing with us so we can also grow. He has this mentality that doesn't matter if that person, if that like employee ever leaves a company, he always wants to make sure that that person leaves a better person personally and professionally. So he's always, always sharing everything that he learns with us, which is amazing. And then the last thing I'm going to say that I also think is important in any team, as I said in the beginning, I think there's two parts of how to build a team that is a high-performing team. One part is obviously attracting good people, but then the second part is keeping them happy. And in that part of keeping them happy, I think it's very important to make sure that you keep, you know, like once you have created a really good work environment and a really strong team culture, it's really important that you keep it that way. And one of the things that, Team Wedmore and James does very, very well in that sense is that, for example, when we're hiring people, everybody is basically on a 90 day sort of like test run, you know, and within those 90 days, there's a, a check-in, like a check-in uh, 30 days and a 60 days and then a 90 days. And when they give feedback to the person that is being tested or they're just like, you know, just started to work, they basically take into consideration everything that every single person in the team has observed. So we are all asked to give our opinion, like positive feedback and constructive feedback on the person that is being evaluated. 
And why is that important? Because I cannot even count how many times amazing work environments have been polluted by one person or two persons that didn't fit the culture, you know, and were creating a negative work environment and how other people started to leave, really, really good people started to leave the workplace because this amazing team culture was not being able to sustain. And what the breakdown was always in that they hired somebody that didn't really fit the culture, you know, and we have created a culture that is very positive, that is growth oriented, that is solution oriented, that literally feels like a family, you know, and James has been able to create that. And we obviously want to preserve it that way. And something that is amazing that any leader and all bosses should do in their companies and their and not necessarily in their companies, you know, sometimes you're a boss of a division, for example, and you can make it so that everybody sort of like has a say, everybody in the team has a say on like that person, because in this way, you're going to make sure that that person is somebody that fits how we, the rest of the team works and the culture and that everybody gets along really well. So I think that's like an amazing step and something that everybody should do as a leader to keep your amazing work environment once you have created and also to continue to build it throughout the years. And that's it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We really hope you have enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we love recording it. And if you have fine value in this episode, please don't forget to take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast and tag at James Wetmore on Instagram and let us know what is your biggest and most important takeaway from the episode because we would love to hear. We'll see you next time on the Mind Your Business podcast. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.